right now on Higher Journeys with Alexis Brooks. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Higher Journeys. I'm Alexis Brooks. I'm so glad that you joined me today. Well, as you know, these last several days, on top of all that's been going on since about mid-March, have been really just uh, this added layer of complete craziness, right? Um, This is not what the show that I'm presenting to you today is solely about. Of course, we are going to get into uh, the protests, the violence, and what has been ensuing the last week or so on top of the crisis that we have found ourselves in uh, for the last couple of months. We're going to be doing so with my special guest and dear friend, Cynthia Sue Larson, the eternal optimist, the quantum optimist she's referred to as. And so I felt it would be proper to have a conversation about all of the things, all of the layers that are going on in our lives right now. Uh, many of those things may be turning our lives upside down. But within the context of a quantum universe, how might we turn the upside down right side up? And that's what Cynthia and I are going to touch on that and many more things. We talk about the Mandela effect phenomenon, and she's really deep into it. Uh, And a great conference she has coming up that she'll be sharing with you on the Mandela uh, effect phenomenon. Uh, But I wanted to talk to her about that. How might the Mandela effect phenomenon be uh, even more potent right now? Because I, I think that all manner of ESP-ish things, metaphys- the metaphysical world is particularly on fire. I do. I really do. So we had that conversation and it was based on a, a really neat piece that she wrote. She was a contributor to a book uh, that was written back in 2012 about 2012 and beyond and how our world uh, would be converging with other worlds. I don't want to spill the beans. I'm going to let, uh, we're going to talk about that during the show, but all of this within the spectrum or framework of what's happening right now. So let me stop mumbling and get to the show. Here's Cynthia Sue Larson and myself having a little chat. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Higher Journey. So glad that you have decided to join us on this. Well, we're co- recording it on Monday. Of course, this is going to air on Wednesday when you all are seeing it. Uh, I just gave you an introduction about this lovely woman, my dear friend, uh, who uh, we're going to be hearing from. We're going to be going back and forth, talking so much to talk about Cynthia Sue Larson, Miss Cindy. May I call you Cindy? Well, you know I call you Cindy offline, but can I call can I call you Cindy? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> She's yeah. my Cindy. How long have we known each other, Cynthia? Well, I think I think I met you right after I started my website. It must have been around ninety nine. It's got I, to have been right around two thousand. I it think has so. To be, it has to go back that far. Can you believe so it? Just, I've known no. <laughs> feels so, like yesterday, but also it feels like so long ago. Absolutely, it's always a treat when I get to have. Uh, not only a brilliant individual such as Cindy, but also um, a, a friend. So I get to have, I get to interview you professionally, but it's a talk amongst friends and with the journey or so. I'm so delighted that you you've joined us today. We talked offline yesterday, trying to parse all that's going on within the context of, as I like to say, the metaphysical world because I always feel that it's a metaphysical that undergirds all of physical reality. You agree. And there are certain nuggets that we thought we would pluck from that, this this broad spectrum, all that's going on. And I say all now, because as we speak, we're not only dealing with um, an epic pandemic still, but another layer of tumult, another layer of madness, 
and I thought we would talk a little bit about that. I think we'd be remiss if we didn't at least touch upon it. However, I pray to God that let to to let whatever is necessary for those listening uh, to 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 be for them, whatever the message is. We know we're talking about um, injustice, to say the least. We're talking about years and years and years of brutality and oppression, inequality. There's so many words. But and we we pray and we have to take action to 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 get on the other side of this better as better people, every single one of us. But in looking at this, Cynthia, this plus the pandemic, plus, 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 who knows what, what's coming after the bumpy ride, looking at this within the context of a metaphysical landscape. What does this mean for you? What is this all about beyond the 3D? In a, in a couple of minutes, if you could give me your thoughts on that. Oh, thank you. Yes. Well, if people don't know what's going on, they might want to reference what was happening in early, um, at the end of May, beginning of June 2020. And so I don't want to recap all the events, but some ugliness has occurred with uh, police brutality, not just in one instance. So it's been an ongoing issue. But now it's come to a head and people are rightly upset about it. My background brings me to an awareness that there's much more than what meets the eye happening right now. So obviously, we're in the midst of a pandemic with the COVID-19 virus. Um, no no solution yet to that problem. We don't have a, any kind of a vaccine or we don't have enough herd immunity for people yet to leave the shelter-in-place orders. So people are suffering economically. Some people are suffering more than uh, disproportionately. So they're like the black community has already been found to be suffering disproportionately. And then on top of that, there's the indignity of recent events. But okay, my background, um, going to your question, I just want people to know if they don't know what's going on. Oh, everyone knows crazy. who you are, Cynthia uh, Sue Larson. Come on now. Don't be. Don't no, be. I, I meant to, <laughs> not about me, about the events. <laughs> like what's happening right now? Because I think these videos, they, they have a life of their own. They live on for years, That's decades. True. So people come and they wonder what was happening. That's what's happening. Hmm. But I do know, I know that I was am here at the right time, at the right place, to provide a level of uh, calmness, hopefully, and um, perspective, ideally, so people can recognize that we are not our body, we're not just our thoughts and feelings, even, that we're so much more. And I really, that's my biggest message, is to look at our the entirety of ourselves, to remember that in a very real sense, I'm eternal, I'm infinite, so are you, so are all of us, we're connected at a very deep level. And when we remember that, or at least entertain that idea that it might be possible, we can be respectful of one another. And that's the key, because then we can um, detach from some of the drama that seems to be playing out, that's so easy to get drawn into, so easy to get your buttons pushed, so easy to respond. And then before you know it, there's an escalation, and the police get more brutal, and the people get just escalate, escalate, escalate. We need to do the opposite of that. Step back, breathe, remember who we are. And I know that's why I'm here right now. Thank you. I agree. These messages of understanding who we are far beyond, I say, the corporeal, that structure that comes with skin color, that comes with oftentimes religion, culture, 
that message that of reminding people that we are so much more than that is a ubiquitous message. And yet all of this is still happening. So here's what I really want to zone in on. Let's see if we can attack this from the fact that this is tumult that's happening. Was it created by us on some level? Some feel that we collectively, unconsciously, but collectively created everything that's happening right now. But that aside, even assuming that we talked about this yesterday, no matter what is happening, no matter who might be pushing whom, whose buttons, universe is still in charge. Universe is brilliant. It's strategic. It'll sometimes give you a whip in the, in the butt to wake you up. Well, we're getting the proverbial whip in the butt, I would, I would dare say, on many levels. Is this the storm that needs to happen before the true evolution of humanity begins or commences from a metaphysical perspective? Why all of this tumult? Why now? Good just question. Zooming out, and just zoom out. <laughs> I, uh, ideally, I'm such an optimist. I would always prefer to think that we don't need it. However, to be honest with you, as we said before this interview started, I did receive guidance as early as 1994 that there would be some times of great chaos and that I would be here for that. That made no sense to me at the time. I thought, what are they talking about? <laughs> what great chaos? What I mean, they were talking epic, massive chaos. And here, I think this qualifies. There are so many memes right now about 2020. Like, uh, I think some monkey stole some COVID-19 um, blood <laughs> from a, a lab mm. in, in India. And yeah. people said, WTF 2020. Yeah. So it's kind of funny, but it's sort of like, it's crazy. So right. yes, there needs to be that much chaos because when you think of what we're doing, we're recreating. So if you realistically recognize you have to tear something down before you can rebuild it. That's right. And rebuilding, you need to know what you're building. What what materials are you using? What did we build this with to begin with? Did it have the right foundation? Was it truly founded on the respect that it requires? And I'd say probably not. So when you look at what's crumbling and what's falling apart, uh, then you get to see some of the clues as to what we need when we rebuild. So. Okay, great. I'm just going to remind you, um, I should have given you a heads up beforehand. We typically don't use that term CV on the air for re different reasons. No okay, worries. Edit it out. Nope. No, no worries. We're going to keep this moving. We're, if you need to refer to it in the future, it's a CV. Everyone's doing that now, so they're probably picking up on that too, but just so you know. Okay. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that. Well, thank you for that last comment. That's also very powerful. Let's move on to this because it's all going to be, we're going to be having this discussion with with CV and this other layer that we're now experiencing is the backdrop. I'm calling this reality shifts, converging worlds, and Mandela effects because we're going to talk about that too. We can't have a, can't have a proper Cynthia Sue Larson interview without bringing up the Mandela effect. We're really going to get into that. But here's what I did. And I want to tell all of the journeyers, <clears throat> excuse me, that in, speaking of dates, in 2012, eight years ago, you were part of a brilliant book called 2012 Creating Your Shift that included uh, contributors like the late Dolores Cannon. You're going to have to help me name some. Uh, Steve Behrman. Yes. Yourself. There were a yes. whole list. Maybe you can even hold up the book hold for us. Sure. There it is. Yeah, so it may still be available. It's I don't I hope it's still in print, but maybe we'll not. check that but, out. We'll make sure we have a link. Yeah. But as we were talking yesterday, Cynthia, you said, you know, because we were talking about everything that's going on now. And you said, I've got to tell you, I, I opened up this book that I was a part of back in 2012. 
And I found myself realizing that the way I was speaking is more apropos for now than ever. We thought that December 21st, 2012 was that big pivotal point. Well, there, there are a number of points in our uh, our timeline, but this is certainly yes. one right now. And so you sent that uh, your section to me. I read it. And boom, 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 constantly I'm finding references that are so applicable to now. So I thought we would do something kind of fun. We don't have a lot of time. I'm, we may go a little longer today. But what I want to do, Cynthia, is read, I picked out about seven little passages, quotes from you that I found to be, again, so applicable to what's going on right now. So I'm going to read them one by one, not just one at a time, and then have you make maybe make a, a comment as to how it is applicable to now and how we can use that because we want this to be useful for the journey or so. Without further ado, let's let's do that. I want to I'm going to start with I think this is at the very beginning where you say and remember, keep in mind, folks, she's writing this from the perspective in time of it was probably 2011, right? When it was 2011. I figured that came out in 2011. Okay, there you go. So you start by saying, I feel extraordinarily fortunate to be living through this time of converging realities that invites us to literally walk between worlds. The reality each the realities each of us experience can be quite different than another's as each person's frame of mind selects the reality they encounter. That's powerful. I'm going to read that last part again. The realities that each of us experience can be quite different than another reality, another person's reality. Each person's frame of mind, key word, key phrase, selects the reality they encounter. Boy, is that true now more than ever. Yes. We're actually witnessing evidence from, you know, I've got a degree in physics from UC Berkeley, so I follow some of the (laughs) physics uh, reports, and we've got evidence from the laboratory settings that this indeed is proven to be true. You can have two observers at the same place, same time, with completely different observations. Mm -hmm. And it was the collaborative effort between a physics laboratory in Vienna, Austria, and one in Edinburgh, Scotland, and they published in 2019. It was extraordinary. That should have been the news story for 2019, in my humble opinion, because finally we're getting some um, some validation, if you will, from science, which I think is very helpful. When Otherwise, you might say, like, I'm in a different world than you are. And people, they'll hear that. But, you know, as soon as you get into a disagreement, every every we're humans. And so what we tend to say is, um, well, that poor, confused person, I know what really happened, and they just don't have all the facts. So let me straighten this out for them. You know, we tend to assume that other people actually need um, a little bit of guidance because – or maybe they're just way off and we get very angry with them. But in any case, we hardly ever expect that, of course, they're going to have their view. I'm going to have my view. What about we can coexist with mm-hmm. these two different views? Two different views, two different realities. And Absolutely. so I think what struck me, uh, again, lo- reading this entire piece as if it were written today, is that when you say each person's frame of mind selects the reality they encounter. And, and what I have been noticing, and I think you and I talked about this yesterday as well, is that where <clears throat> it seems that we're being deluged with all of this perspective of depression and, you know, people now have all this time on their hands and uh, all these these patterns that is it's assumed that everyone is living that way. They they've either lost their job, they've gotten sick. God forbid they've lost someone, or maybe they lost their lives throughout all of this. Um, 
loss crisis, this, whatever, don't leave your home. Other people are like, I have never been more busy. I'm one of them, by the way. I've never been more busy, more productive, more encouraged, surge of energy, opportunities like never before, right? Now, I can't speak for everybody, but certainly I've talked to people that have had very distinct uh, feelings about this time period. Each person's frame of mind selects the reality they encounter. I think this is literally what's happening right now. That's why that that struck me. Right. And so obviously there will be people that tell you that they, um, you know, they're going to protest and say like, nope, this happened to me. You, you know, this is going to happen. People do say that. And I have to take care of my sick father or what have you. They're in a situation they don't like. And I hear that. But mm-hmm. within whatever the confines of your situation might be, I hope people do hear what we're saying today, that we can make levels of choices. Maybe you can't make choices for the whole big picture all at once, but you can choose your attitude for today. Mm-hmm. You can choose um, that you feel like I'm going to be healthy. Regardless, even if I did catch this, I'm going to be fine. So there, there can be a great bolstering of one spirit by taking some of the ideas I mentioned in my book, Quantum Jumps, mm-hmm. for example. Just, you know, do some things, smile, and you'll start feeling happier. Right. Do things that are embodied cognition activities so that you can bring your whole mind, being, spirit with you just by taking a few physical steps forward. If you're enjoying this episode and want to get more conversations about all things intriguing, inspiring, and unusual, be sure to subscribe to Higher Journeys on YouTube. And once you do, don't forget to hit that notification bell to receive an announcement as soon as a new episode is posted. And now, back to our show. I think that's powerful. And again, you're going to have people that say, yeah, 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 you know, the recitation the this, I don't know what that's not going to change my world. But what you're saying, from a quantum perspective, is that just by embodying that in your words, as well as your deeds, even just holding a smile on your face, I think you talk about faking it until you make it. But there's a quantum, uh, this can be substantiated from a quantum perspective that by giving your body as well as your energy field signals based on those things like smiling and and speaking affirmatively. Now more than ever, we have the ability to bring it down into the physical level just by virtue of acting as if it's happened. This is, you know, perennial wisdom. And yet I think now we're living in a golden age where we can make it manifest like that. Do you agree? Yes, I've been. Uh, and I, th- I know when you live in a state of reverence, that's when you get manifesting in, a, in an instant. So people say it's not happening for me. Well, uh, it does require energy. It requires that kind of emotional energy, spiritual energy, if you will. So for me, what I, I notice my very best results in a state of just uh, can push it the envelope higher and higher and get up into that state of reverence. There you then, go. We had a yeah, little block. There. Everything that you think. Yeah. The Skype gremlins were just popping up their heads that you froze for a little bit, but I think we got the gist of it. Okay. Let's okay. move on. Let's move on to something else. You this let me set this up a little bit. You talk about lucid dreaming and a particular lucid dream that you had in this piece that you wrote, in which you were in a field, I believe I may not be getting all the details right, but you were in a field and you were glancing up at the sky and you saw what looked to be Earth and you said, how could this be Earth? How could I be looking at Earth when I'm on Earth? And 
then it dawned on you, could I be seeing another Earth? And then you realized there were Earth-like planets all around you that you could see vi visibly. That also reminds me not only of Dolores Cannon talked about that in a, in a, in a manner of speaking and in her Convoluted Universe series, you know, a new Earth and literally two Earths or more. Um, a lot of people, Cynthia, juniors, let me know in the comments if, if uh, you agree feel as if we have somehow departed the old earth and maybe another body, earthly body has formed. And some of us are living on that and some in the old earth. Some feel that we have jumped dimensions. All of all of this that I've heard recently reminded me of what you were saying there. Could I be seeing yes. another earth? Could I could we be on another earth right now? Absolutely. And I, I know we're going to talk about the conference in a little bit, but we'll have speakers at our International Mandela Effect conference, including Dale Dufay, who wrote a book about this, um, Terrors of the Milky Way, where he actually describes each Earth that he remembers having moved through. I'm sure he'll be talking about that. But um, that's been my experience as well. The dream I had showed a convergence occurring that it seemed like when you and the 2012 connection there is that like when you look at a nodal point of a guitar string or any kind of vibrating string and you work at different frequency wave wavelengths, um, there's, there can be a convergence where all of these different oscillating wave patterns can converge at a point. And that's what 2012 looks like to me. And so I was growing into my awareness that all of these converging realities are coming together in a way that perhaps only happens at a few points in human evolution and history. So we're at a very epical time right now mm -hmm. where we have the ability to access these other worlds that we don't usually have awareness of. But right now, there's this huge window of time. 2012 is now eight years ago, but we're still in the thick of this. In fact, you might say we're at the beginning of it where it had the effect and now we're starting to notice it. So it's, it's an interesting time for sure. It is m most interesting. And the word convergence is really a buzzword now and has been, particularly in uh, more um, consciousness-based circles. What happened in January of this year, The con I, I believe yeah. that word was used as well with this uh, conjunction of Saturn and Pluto. It's much bigger than that. I was in Uluru in Australia, which was the epicenter of this, uh, this uh, archetypal Convergence, I think that's what it was called. But you know, when I hear the word convergence, you know what else just kind of came to me? Collision. And are we not <laughs> in in the midst in the midst of now that has a negative connotation, but you have to look at the bigger picture. Again, bumpy before you get on the other side of it. Convergence that means there's a there's a cross point. There's an intersection and, and you there know, is. it could be that the that intersection initially feels like a crash. Hence, all of the, the physical effects of what we're seeing right now. And this is not just woo-woo, airy-fairy stuff. When we look at cosmic microwave background radiation and look at the picture, the heat picture, I'll be showing that in my presentation for the conference. Um, that's one of the indicators that we're probably looking at a collision with a parallel universe. Interesting. Because there is an evidence in the cosmic microwave background, and a lot of very serious physicists are seriously contemplating that possibility. So, yes, What's, collision is an interesting word. Yeah. And doesn't that kind of go with convergence in a way, in, when you think of the word? I, it's another way to look at it. Yes. Another way of looking what at Because what happens when, when universes collide? What really is going on? What happens when we look at the quantum realm and this 
experiment from 2000, published in 2019. They actually conducted it the previous year, where they've got two observers at the double slit experiment. Hmm. One observer noticing it went through that slit. The other one saying, no, at that exact moment, at that exact time, it was a blur, a possibility wave over all probabilities. And those are both reliable, trustworthy observers, both correct, two different answers. This is happening right in front of us all the time. Absolutely. Now more than ever. Now more yes. than ever. Okay. Yes. I'm looking at this list. There's no way I'm going to get through all of this because we got other stuff to, to tackle. But let me see. I'm going to go through and take, I don't know, maybe I'll do a little, I talked about this with Anthony Peake last week, something called stichomancy, which is book dowsing, essentially, where you open a book, you stab your finger without looking and wherever it points, that's what you're going to need to talk about or maybe it's an answer to your question so i'm gonna do that right now i'm gonna do that right now because i'm not gonna get to all the questions let's see i'm gonna okay here we go let me just read this they're, they're all kind of connected but question number or comment or quote number five came up in which you say humans will encounter overlapping realities and worlds post post 2012, as we experience shifts in reality in accordance with our thoughts and feelings. This period of global transition is a time when multitudes of parallel realities converge in such a way that some people will experience a reality of peace and plenty, while others experience chaos and lack. What were we just talking about? This is exactly it. So I'm so blown away by looking at this, too. I just came across (laughs) it the other day, and I thought, this is so current. It was written in 2011, but it's perfect. So exactly. Uh, I'm experiencing prosperity right now. But as we described, if you live in that place of bliss and you've been working on honing that gratitude, it really starts there and building on it. Then that's where you start literally experiencing everything you're thinking about. But you have to do your inner tune-up because if there's something kind of holding a grudge inside of you, that manifests. Absolutely. If you're angry and bitter about something, you get that. It comes full force into your life. So you really need to start small, just work on building that gratitude. Absolutely. Even well, in the midst, it doesn't matter when, it doesn't matter that it's chaos. You can, right. Everybody can pull out of this. Okay, so let's let's take this down to a real practical level, uh, Cynthia, because I know we've got people from all over the world, all sorts of cultures, all sorts of economic conditions that are watching this, and they may be going through hell on wheels. Let's just take it right down before we leave this particular part of the conversation. You're telling me, I had a business. This is just hypothetical, but it's out there. I had a business. I was about to start a business. I lost it. I lost yeah. everything. My relative got sick with this virus at Al. And you're telling me, Cynthia, I'm going to play devil's advocate for a little bit. You're telling me that if I hold a space of gratitude in my heart, that's the beginning of changing it. How the heck do you expect me to have gratitude in the midst of all of this. And this isn't a trick or leading question. I know you have an answer, no. but I want to speak to those people who I know are going through tough times. This is not airy fairy stuff. How would one that's going through hell make a space for gratitude to start to shift their own paradigm? Thank you. I'd start with the um, as much reverence as you can feel for whatever spiritual faith you might have. If you believe in the universe and that's your spiritual faith, start there. If you believe in God, start there. And really connect with that. Get to that place where you feel so grateful just to be have this body, this life that you have, that you've received the greatest gift you could have ever received based on your faith. 
go there, start there, stay there, because uh, you're going to have to build on that. And in this time of crisis, I, I would that's what I would do, and I recommend it. My biggest miracles have happened when I felt like I don't need anything. Um, usually it starts where I've been feeling very bitterly upset, cast off, um, disconnected, um, thrown out of a group or my family or whatever. I've, I've had terrible things happen. And when these things happen, I go to faith. When I go to faith, miracles literally always happen. And I don't know what kind of miracle. You, it's not. This is not black magic. This is not saying now I will conjure something. It's not conjuring. It's not getting what you think you want. It's recognizing that what the faith that you put in God or the universe, oneness, divine source, that that will be coming back to you a thousandfold, and it does. Um, but it has to start with you being in service. It's not. It can't be all about gimme, 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 and mine, mine, mine. It has to be, wow, I'm so blessed just to be here. And it has to be a feeling. And if you can't feel it, um, try it. You know, just find something to be grateful for. Absolutely. For people who. And usually psychologists like the father of positive psychology recommend look at the past 24 hours, find three things that are good that you had something to do with. That's good advice. Mm -hmm. So if you can find three things, the reasoning in psychology, positive psychology, is that by doing so, you'll be bringing focus of attention toward having some active dynamic effect in your life. So you can start kind of getting traction again, mm -hmm. probably just momentarily gotten stuck in the mud. And this has been very effective to get people off of antidepressants. So it's it's very say that powerful. Again. It doesn't say say that again, Cynthia, because what you just said is really powerful, and maybe you could. This is worth spending a, a minute or two more on. In the last twenty four hours, pick three things that you that were positive that you had something to do with it. And if I understand you correctly, right. have reverence and appreciation for it, and build on that momentum to shift the tide. I'm kind of paraphrasing. Absolutely, is that what you're and saying? I, this is another tip from my book, Quantum Jumps. It's full of these, uh, it's, it's just full of these little gems, but that's one of them. And yes, it totally works. It's very powerful. So it's those, just look at the past 24 hours. Some people are working night shifts. So pick up, you know, people have different schedules. So pick whatever point in the day is your good moment to just write down three things. If you don't have time to write them down, at least think them. Think them. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and just be aware. These are three things that went, fairly decently today and I had some, and then notice that you had something to do with it that's often the part that we skip mm -hmm. and we say like well it wasn't a complete disaster today nobody shot me it's like well okay let's back up here <laughs> try mm -hmm. to find it let's rephrase that you know how good can it get um how good can your day get how good did it get look back at the last 24 hours and what was just a little bit better maybe someone smiled at you and then you're thinking, yeah, I had nothing to do with that, really. But maybe you did. Maybe because you weren't quite so cranky as usual, and then they saw you and they smiled. Maybe you looked nice. I don't know. But starting to put the two together is so powerful. In the midst of somebody, as I just you know drew this sort of hypothetical but very real situation of someone, I'm going to go back here again because there's a point, I think, to be made. In the last 24 hours, SHIT hit the fan and you're overwhelmed. We're talking about an acute crisis. Maybe someone got sick. Da, 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 da. I won't go into all of it. Would it be fair to say, or, or could that individual who's in the darkest hour skip that last 24 hours and go back to the 
the last 24 hour period in which they could identify three things, because I think what we have to do is pull ourselves out of the present. That's when we're we're the most desperate to shift our reality is when we're in the midst of the crisis. So maybe would it, could you just recall the last 24 hour block in which you could identify three things as a an approach to pull you out of it? Absolutely. That's crisis management. That makes sense to me. Yes. And then, you know, obviously when you're in the thick of it, it might not be, people might not even have time to think of three things. That would be right. where you're just in that faith mode. It's just like, thank God I'm alive right now. Right. And okay. Think, um, just start there. Yeah. yeah. I get the gist of it. It's powerful. And what I'm saying, people, is that because of this sort of energetic spike that many of us agree we're in the midst of right now, even with all the messy stuff in it, uh, things, our power to manifest, Cynthia, I sincerely feel is 10, 20, 50 fold because of this energetic signature that we're swimming in. Let's participate in that. Journeyers, you know, I'm talking about the synchronicity still off the charts, the number, repeating numbers, you name it, all manner of, 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 of ESP is potent right now. So this is the time to do those exercises that you may have been told 10, 15, 20 years ago. And you're like, okay, now I guarantee it'll be more potent. I have a feeling. So okay. that's very true. Yeah. yeah. And we have a collective impact. There are more and more of us pulling together with more resonance, more simpatico. It's like a symphony and more and more of us coming together. Even if you don't know the others, just know that you're not alone, that there are those that are sharing that same intention with you. And there is a mind matter interaction. Absolutely. That's been the nature of my work for the last 20 years. You've done it so beautifully. I'm going to leave this segment with this phrase that I've said many times, I think it's apropos and write it down everyone or listen to this again, because I believe it to be true. And this is something that I wrote about, I believe in conscious musings back in 2014. The magic exists within the madness, the crystal exists within the crisis, and the diamond is there within the dust. This is what we've been talking about. So I want to end that portion of the conversation there. It's there. And right now you can find it if you're really intent on doing so. So there. Now, Let's move on to Mandela Effects. In this conference, you've been yes. kind of hinting at, because I know people are like, what conference is she talking oh. about? Okay. Oh, my gosh. So, so here's, before you go into the conference, before, before we get into all the details of that, here was the question that I had for you that I thought we were going to center our conversation on, but this kind of took precedence for the moment. Yeah. But still connected with all of the magic and madness going on right now, and then you throw in this layer of Mandela Effects that I know have not relented. Are they no. any different? Have there been any new ones in the last two and a half months? Are people reporting more of them? What's happening with Mandela effects in the context of all of this? I've been, as you know, reporting on individual Mandela effects for more than 20 years through the Reality Shifters website. So what I'm still getting and getting regularly is flooded with these individual personal Mandela effects where people are just noticing absolutely things are changing all over the place. Things are different. Switches are different. Um, you know, I, I publish a monthly newsletter. I'll have photos of things that have changed in the last month. But the Mandela effect, as people tend to know it, is more the global effect. What's going on there? And so there are specialists who will be talking at our conference, such as um, Eva and I from Once Upon a Timeline, Moneybag73, Evan will be there talking about what's going on. 
Um, so these are some big names from YouTube channels, um, definitely uh, bringing out some of their cutting edge. And I don't want to steal their thunder, but um, and I, I hear from a lot of other people who won't be giving talks there who are constantly re- telling me some amazing insights, um, such as the Torah now is no longer one running commentary. This is the sacred Jewish text. It's no longer one consistent, long, big, um, like a run-on sentence, but now it's got paragraphs, differentiated sections. Uh, a complete change has happened to the Torah. So that's something when that, that I just heard about. When, when did you pick that up? I heard about it today. Really? So you want something fresh? This is oh my today. Gosh. Yes. And but, So you're the breaking the news first on YouTube, uh, as far as I know. There you go. So I wonder when this was observed to have been changed. In other words, and again, looking at this within the context of, you know, I, I look at this as the time before, let's say, March and the time after, or the time before mid-March and the time after, that somehow right. that cross point. So, when so was the last- other thing that happens, well, that's a good point. I recommend keeping three points of time in mind when you're tracking these, because you'll have the point right now when you report it and or put it in your journal and then you've got the time that it occurred and um then there's the time that there actually was the change it's like when did you notice it when are you recording it when did it happen that's xyz three points in time and they're all relevant so it's a good thing to keep all of them in mind journey years i'm talking to you because i love hearing your stories you should hear the you should maybe you do you read some of the things that the juniors yeah. talk about in terms of their own experience you could write a book based on that maybe we will one day what mandela effects have you taken notice of recently let's say since march 15th or so let us know in the comments we'd love to hear it and i'll make sure that cynthia gets each and every one of them because she she can definitely say i heard that too or that happened to me too or so please uh, be vocal about that let me know Okay, let's talk about the conference. Speaking of Mandela effects, and I'm so excited to be a sponsor. Oh, yeah. I'm sponsoring. I'm really <laughs> excited about that. And congratulations! Yes. Tell us about it. We've got an amazing website. First of all, so if people go to imec.world, you can see the program, the speakers, get a sense and a feeling of what the purpose of our nonprofit organization is. We're still in our infancy. In fact, we're coming into formation during this pandemic. Um, so. We're in the process of getting our 501c3 status right now. Maybe it's happened, but um, this is very important because we are dedicated to being an educational institution and bringing information about this phenomena to the world and to encourage research to be done of a very serious nature of this phenomenon, to take it out of the realm of um, gas, being people feeling gaslit about it, mm. like being made fun of. Um, a lot of when you see some of the tv mention of it then it's some you know serial killer who's confused by the mandela effect or something like that and Hmm. that's not representative of the large majority of people that experience this phenomenon of course Uh, most children are experiencers most young people under the age of 20 or 30 are experiencers so this conference um, will be conducted with the keynote speech by regina meredith who has the show i know She's got Open Minds with Regina Meredith as her show on Gaia. She, of course, is responsible for a lot of the success of Gaia and the content and involved in that. And then we've got 14 other speakers, including myself. We've got the quantum businessman, Christopher Anatra. Jerry Hicks will be our MC. He was the founder of the 
of the Mandela Effect Conference. He did the first one, hosted it out of Ketchum, Idaho, mm. in the Sun Valley area last November. And then we'll have uh, uh, we'll have Shane Robinson of Unbiased and On the Fence, who's got his own YouTube channel, which is amazing. Um, Excellent. And we've got, yeah, Moneybags, as I mentioned, will be there. And lots of other speakers. Uh, Kimberly Lynn Hansen is a Canadian artist. She's the one that contributed some very active talking pieces of art, which you can see if you go to the YouTube channel, International Mandela Effect Conference, and watch the proceedings last time. It's mm -hmm. amazing. Talk about synchronicity. Talk about art talking to you. Mm. Actually being active. It's amazing. Wow. And also, we got to witness at the conference, there was bicausality. We saw examples of retrocausality where you can get a sense of the participatory universe we actually live in and witness firsthand how the future can affect the present. We actually saw that, and that's all recorded in the videos from last year. This, so this is an extremely hands-on event. Absolutely. I'm super excited. And it was supposed We're to be it was supposed to be a physical location-based event originally, right? And now you're going virtual. Yes. And may I say, uh, well first of all, let's let's make it clear everyone knows this is the uh, International Mandela Effects Conference. We're absolutely going to have a link. I, I put a visual up so you could see uh, what it'll, they have a great looking website, by the way. And uh, yeah, it's it's free. Can I say that? It's Am I allowed free. to say that? I already yes. did. It's free. So yep. you got to do it. And give us the dates. It's, it's a period of time. What are the dates? Right. The date starts on Saturday, June 20th. And okay. then Sunday is kind of like a day off of not so much of the live streaming, but we'll still have a fun, um, I don't know if it's a complete surprise or if it'll just happen, but we'll have something happening Sunday, Father's okay. Day. Then we pick it back up again on Monday and it wraps up on Friday, June 26th. So it's oh, six wow. full days oh, my goodness. of live streaming. Yes. Is it all day? A day. Is it all no, day? It's, well, it's many hours each day starting at two o'clock Eastern which is 11 o'clock Pacific, and um, depending on where in the world you are, you can, right. if you're able to catch it, then you can participate in the questions and answers, in the panels, and if you can't catch a given day, everything will be up on YouTube, on That's the fantastic. International Mandela Effect Conference channel. So do people need to sign up in advance, Cindy? Or do they the just... sign up is, um, it's... It's optional. Some people just would rather just be watching it on YouTube. Fine. No oh, problem. so it's going to be if via you YouTube. It's going to be via YouTube. It's going to be there. live streaming right there on YouTube. Oh, but if okay. you want Got to it. be involved in the Zoom rooms, if you want to be um, asking questions in the Q&A, if you want to do all, all of it, then I recommend signing up. Okay. Yeah. So I think the best thing to do is just have the link to the conference website and people can just go there and you take it from there. Okay. Done deal. Yes. I'm excited. I'm not going to be able to take in all of it, but I'm definitely going to be peeking in to see what's happening. The Mandela Effects Conference. And thank you for bringing the proper attention and the erudite angle uh, that this deserves to a, a larger audience. That's good Good stuff. That's a great way. That's, that's called righteous indignation, by the way, <laughs> for all the other stuff that's tried to make it woo-woo and nonsensical. Okay. There's my my piece on that beautiful congratulations again cindy we'll be watching on that all right we're going to wind down a couple of things before i go i i think i told you last week i'm going to start giving my amazing juniors you're all amazing <clears throat> excuse me as i clear the frog in my throat patreon patron shout outs and so i continue today i'm trying to do this in alphabetical order the only problem i was trying to figure this out as we and we're getting so many new people coming on board 
if if I've already gone beyond the first letter of your name, I'm gonna have to figure out how to go back because I'm going in alphabetical order, giving people shout outs. So we'll make sure you get your shout out. So today, I'm going to do the D's and the E's and a little G. <laughs> so I hope I'm saying this name right. Dana, Dana yet, Dana yet. Thank you, Dana yet. Daryl. Hi, Daryl. Thanks so much for being a part of the Patreon family. Don and Debbie and Doreen. A lot of D's. Thank you, guys. You guys are all awesome. Elizabeth and Unshane. Unshane or Enshane. Ethel, who's close by. Hi, Ethel. I know you're, we're, we live fairly close to each other. We haven't met yet, but I know she's in the state that I'm in. As well as Gary. Thank you to all of you for supporting Higher Journeys on Patreon. You have no idea how much this means to me, especially now. Thank you so much for your generosity. And I hope you're enjoying it. Hope you're enjoying the, the, the what do they call them? Perks, rewards, whatever you want to call them. We want to just make this a platform that it's not just about supporting higher journeys, which is enormous, but we want to give you something in return. So we're constantly updating, constantly putting new stuff. We're going to have one more right now. We'll talk about that in two seconds, but we want to make sure that we're delivering even more good stuff for your high journey. Forgive the cliche as possible. That's what we we built Patreon for. So thank you to all of you uh, for being a part of this growing and exciting platform. I'm loving I'm loving Patreon, I really am. So speaking of Patreon, what a segue. Guess who's coming to my closed door chat? You're looking at her, Cynthia Sue Larson. What are we going to be talking about? We're going to talk about some juicy stuff, right? Some stuff that we have, right. we have not talked about before. It might get a little edgy, <laughs> but Cynthia, the eternal optimist, you can't get so edgy, but it, it'll be juicy, I guarantee you. Maybe we can talk a little bit more about Mandela effects that you haven't talked about before. Let's see. But either way, come and join us on the or in the private journey, the after show. I call it the private journey. We are going to go over there right now. Uh, and basically, all you have to do is go to patreon.com forward slash higher journeys and you will find us there and you'll find Cynthia there, my new addition to the after show. So thank you. All right, Cynthia, I'm going to pause for now so we can go on over to Patreon. I'm going to thank you as always, for the gifts that you bring. Ah, thank you. I love thank you. Thank you so much. We had such love a you beautiful conversation, quite emotional conversation yesterday, didn't we, that I'm going to keep yes. private. Yes. But I just want you to know, uh, again, how much I truly love you. You are my sister. I feel the same way. Thank you. I love Bless you, you too. Bless for you. For doing what you do. I'm so grateful. <laughs> well, you have been a big inspiration in that journey for me. So... We're in this to get, we're all in this together. We've heard that yeah. a lot lately, haven't we? But it's true. All right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Cindy, hang on tight because we're going to come back and go on over to Patreon. We're going to hustle on over there. And Journey is, we hope to see you over there. If not, we will see you next week. Uh, oh, before I go, there's, one, there's so many things. I didn't write everything down. These days I'm doing, it, <laughs> doing the format a little differently. I'm not writing all the notes down. I've got something, I've got a little surprise that I'm going to reveal. If you like conscious commentary, we, as you know, we don't do it on a regular basis, but we've been kind of looking at the numbers and looking at the last several conscious commentaries. They've done quite well, and there's so much to talk about. I think we're going to start doing it a little bit more regularly, maybe weekly. One of the, the ideas that I had had uh, for doing uh, conscious commentary during the warm weather season here in New England is something that I'm calling conscious commentary in the garden. 
It's called Thanks. Conscious Commentary in the Garden. This is the breaking news. We're going to have our first episode on Friday where I'm going to be out in my garden. My other high journey, I am a passionate gardener, and I think now more than ever, we need to be appreciating nature and, and talk about converging converging with nature. So I will be doing conscious commentary, weather permitting, outside in my garden, and I get to show you some of the projects that I'm working on in addition. And then we'll move on to the subject of the day. So that's coming up Friday. We debut conscious commentary in the garden, and I look forward to having you join me there. So that's about it, folks. Okay, I'm over time. I want to thank you again, my dear. Don't go anywhere. We're going on over to Patreon, and I'm going to say goodbye to the journeyers for now. We'll see you soon. Love you. Stay safe. Stay vigilant and stay, uh, stay beautiful. Okay. Bye-bye.